Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Vente al Cafecito. I hope you brought your cafecito and you're ready to dig into today's topic. I have a very special guest today with me, Monse, my other child. You guys heard from Yvonne a few weeks ago, and this is Monse, her younger sister, and she's going to be giving us her perspective on, you know, what happened on her story on growing up without her mom and everything that she's had to go through since then. So, hi, Monse. Welcome to the podcast. Can you introduce yourself? Hi. Hi, my name is Montserrat, but I go by Monse. I'm 19 years old. Um, I'm at Citrus College and I'm studying to be a teacher. Why do you want to be a teacher? I want to be a teacher because like my mom, like she was like a big influence of that as well because um, I remember like when we lived in Mexico, like she would um, come to my classrooms and like help out and stuff. And also when we moved here, um, my teachers were like really helpful and like they always like inspired me and like made me feel like I'm not alone and like they just like encouraged me to like never give up and like I want to like be there for like little kids that like go through stuff oh that's so cute that's so cute (laughs) so from what you've told me you don't remember very much about your mom but so what do you remember like what do you remember happening and just like how your life changed after she passed away? I don't really have many memories of her. Like, what I do have is just, like, maybe, like, a second or two, like, glimpse of, like, a memory. But, like, I can never tell you, like, a full story of, like, her or nothing like that. Like, I think the only, like, full memory that I do have would be my last birthday with her, like, before she died. When I turned six, we went to Chuck E. Jesus and, um, they had like this like um you like dance with like the robots and stuff like that and mm-hmm. they also gave you a little like um lunchbox and it's filled with like tokens that they give out and she pulled me to the side and she's like don't tell anyone like this is just for you like because you're like the special girl today like hide mm-hmm. them like don't show them to anyone because you're gonna like um like put them in like the machine and like you're gonna get like whatever like um like um toy you want and I was like okay and like I was just so like you- really happy because like you remember that birthday party I remember that party yeah so what else do you remember about her um I don't really have like I don't really remember like much um but I do remember this one time um it was for when we went to, when we lived in Mexico uh, one of my homework assignments was to make um it was like I don't even know like what it was but it was like um I think like a skeleton or something I really don't know and like I just remember like her being like oh don't worry like I'll do it for you like I like artsy stuff and like she just like made it all cute and I was like was okay like if you want to do it then do it for me <laughs> I do remember she was super artsy like I remember doing a bunch of like artsy stuff with her since I was like a little kid too so she was really Mm -hmm. like really good at that stuff so how do you obviously like the night that she passed away what memories do you have of that like of finding out that your mom had passed away well like the night of I was I remember like just like waking up in like the car and I was just confused as to like why we were in the car like me Vaughn and Brandon and um I don't remember who but someone was like oh don't worry like everything is fine to go back to sleep and I was so confused I was like well like why are we not at home and then we went into um my mom's parents house and they were just like oh like they like they were like um what's the word they were just like running around like the whole house and like being like okay like stay here stay here and then I remember like Brandon just like crying be like no I don't want to be here and I was just like well what's going on and I kept on asking like where's my mom like what's my dad like what's going on and then my mom's dad was, was like, just go to sleep. Like, we'll talk in the morning. Like, don't worry about it right now. 
And I was like, okay, like, I didn't think much of it. I was like, well, maybe it's just like something happened and like they left us here. And then like the next morning, um, I wake up and like everyone's just like crying. And like I went up to my mom's dad and I was like, what's going on? Like, why is everyone sad? And I remember like her and like picking me up and just being like, we have to talk. And I was like, okay, like what's going on? Like, why is everyone like so upset? And then she told me like, he was like, Angel died last night. Like your mom like passed away last night. Like it was like really bad, blah, blah, blah. And I, I was just like so confused. I was like, but like how, like, how did this happen? You know? Okay, take your time. And like, he didn't like really say anything at that time. He was just like, don't worry about it. But like, your mom's like in a better place now. And like, I remember like, I did ask about my dad, but he just like kept quiet. He was like, he didn't say anything about that. And he just like left me in the couch and just like went up back stairs to be like with my mom's brothers and like, socorro, my mom's mom. And just kind of left you there with that information yeah. by yourself? Yeah. And what did you do? I, I don't remember, like, I remember, like, what I did, but I was just, like, so confused, and, like, like, to this day, like, I'm still, like, oh, like, it's just a dream, like, she's not actually dead, but, like, I'm, like, no, like, she's freaking dead, like, she's not coming back, like, this is my life. Yeah. And after that, like, do you remember, um, like, what that process was like, like, of trying to, like, like understand where your dad was and and you know what your life was going to be like do you, did you have any understanding of that mm, not really what I do remember is just like like right away like after her burial um like my mom's parents were just like you know like that was a bad person like they were just like shit talking him like since like like a week after we buried her and I was so confused I was like well, why am I being told all this stuff like what the heck and like they were just like he doesn't love you guys like he did this and like he's a horrible person and, um, like, throughout, like, the years that, like, they had her custody and, like, we live with them, like, they, like, so go to my mom's mom, she would give me, like, the court papers, like, that, like, like, everything that they would say, and just, like, read that, like, that was her, those were the lies, like, your dad is staying in court to, like, lie and, like, get out of there, blah, blah, and I was, like, but why And you were only, me? like, six years old, and she was yeah. telling you to read this? Yeah. And I was, like, did, well, why did you am believe I reading it? this? Did you believe that? that did, at some point, I did believe it, because because like she made it so believable and like I, I'm not gonna like I did believe my dad was guilty like I was like okay like maybe he did do this mm-hmm. but then like after seeing like after like talking to him on the phone and like spending time with you guys again and like seeing just like here's the thing I and like I was a kid I did not understand anything that was happening but like at some point I was like if they actually cared about us the way that like they make it seem like they want us to be safe and like loved they wouldn't be doing all of this shit to us. They wouldn't be hurting us this way. Like, if anything, they would be like, your mom loved you guys, like, talking about her to, like, make sure her memory never died. But they were doing the opposite. Like, they never once talked about her. They were just, like, always, like, shitting on my dad and, like, on, like, everyone in his family. And I was like, okay, but, like, why are you trying so hard to, like, make us, like, believe that my dad was, like, a horrible person? Like, if anything, just, like, if he actually was guilty, like you say he was, I don't, I feel like they would just be like, you know, like, your mom made a mistake. And they would talk about him and like talk about like everything that my mom was like her like memories that they have with her but they never did that yeah they kind of just focused on on that tragedy and then like mm-hmm. like never let that go you know I mean not, not that you can let that go but I mean like they took it in a whole different direction like instead of right. working together to make sure that you guys were okay they kind of just went on this like 
on this like mission to like have somebody pay for it and you know it, it's so hard it sucks because there was like a lot of people that were taken down as collateral because of that you know like my mom included like so many people had to deal with with legal situations because they um they thought they really so and like I know in, in Yvonne's podcast, we didn't really mention much about the legal aspect of it. And I still don't want to go too much into it because that's like, that's your dad's story. That's not really like our story to tell. But just so you guys have a better understanding, you know, he was uh, like named a suspect and had to go through, he was in jail in custody for a few years. And, and eventually he was released because he was found innocent and then, you know, we've had to go, like the legal battle was over 10 years, but he was found innocent because he was innocent. So um, that's what Monza is referring to right now. And as she's telling her aspect of the story. So her parents, my aunt's parents kind of went on this, on this mission to bring him down. Like, and, and it was very noted, like we could tell that the children's best interest wasn't in mind because when people would see you guys like walking on the streets by yourselves, like kids, they would see you guys like not dressed well. They would see you guys like that you look skinny, like you weren't eating properly, like you weren't being taken care of. And even when you guys came here, like, do you remember what that was like? when you guys got picked like do you remember that like situation and how scary that was and getting picked up from school like after he was released yeah so her dad was released on it was in November I remember that it was in November and um he was found innocent and you know instead of going and fighting with them and trying to like he had custody of his children he just went to the kids school picked them up and then brought them to the United States (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's like the, the short version of it but do you remember that day oh a hundred percent I okay I was in the bathroom literally taking my piss I was like okay like we're good let's get out of here let's don't talk like that yet. you're a lady don't talk about taking my piss what is wrong with you I was using the restroom I was using the toilet is that better okay. I'm sure but not I was using this <laughs> I was using the bathroom and then I'm literally just washing my hands, right? And Yvonne comes in the bathroom. We're going, let's go, let's go. And I was like, okay. I was like, I'm so confused. I was like, why are you, first of all, like, why are you coming in the bathroom screaming? Where are we going? And then she like pulls me out. And then like, I see my dad, like, sorry, like his haircut was just like the worst thing in the whole wide world. Like his freaking hairline. Like I have to mention that real quick. And I was just like, what the heck is going on? Like, how is he here? And then he shows me like the court paper. He was like, look, Mika, like I'm innocent. Like I'm free. Like if you want to come with us, you can come with us. Of course, if we can run with them, hello, who wouldn't? And then like, I was just like, okay, let's go. So then we're just like in the car. And I was like, but like, where's Brandon? Cause like he wasn't in the car. And then he was like, oh, like he didn't want to come with us. Like that's his choice. I'm not going to force him. And I was like, okay. And so then we get into this, like, I think it was like a motel. I really don't know. And like, hotel. um, sorry I'm okay and um my dad was like okay like don't let anyone see you though and I was like all righty so me following your mom I was like oh no I want to go to my tia Anna. and then like there's someone in like the office thing that like Socorro knows and then your mom literally like freaks out she's like go with your dad right now and I was like okay I was like whatever 
And then she's like, I think they saw her, like, you need to go. And he's like, okay, okay. So we literally walked, I don't even know how long we went from, like, the hotel to, like, I think, like, his friend's house. I don't even know whose house it was. So I was just, like, it was just crazy. Like, <laughs> trying to get from Guadalajara to the United States was the most stressful time in my whole entire life. Like, <laughs> I just cannot, like, and then your guys' passports were expired. Mm-hmm. And we were like, what's going to happen, you know? And, like, luckily, I remember, though, like, do you remember when we made it? Like when we finally got home, because we, so we basically flew from like Guadalajara to, I don't remember where, like it wasn't to like TJ or LA. We couldn't fly to LA because your guys' passports were expired. Mm-hmm. I think we flew from like Guadalajara to somewhere else. And then from there we drove like literally all the way. And I remember like when we were coming like from Arizona to LA and then we finally get it make it and then we get to the house and like my grandma's there everyone showed up do you remember we got mm-hmm. here like I remember that clock at night and everyone showed up and like every time that it, I it's gonna be this time in Thanksgiving I remember like how we were all together for the first time in three years that makes me so emotional because like for three years we were all separated you know and like like me and my brother were living by ourselves and like like a Thanksgiving before that we passed it like at a friend's house because we like all of our family was separated and I remember that first time when we were all together it was just like like a sign of like relief like okay like this is over you know Mm -hmm. do you remember what that was like like just getting back here and like trying to readjust to your like life again for me it was a little like I felt like out of place like at times because like um, like everyone's like everyone has like had like a favorite cousin already they're like oh no like let's hang out over here let's let's like play here and then I was just like new I was like all right like I don't remember many of you I was like I feel out of place like I honestly like felt like I, I, I don't say like hated but I wanted to like I felt like they didn't really like want me near them I guess oh like in God. a way that's you how felt? I felt I don't know really I mean you were a little kid how old were you well, yeah, and, like, when you guys came um, back like nine eight eight nine I think nine right I think so yeah like around there nine or ten I'm not quite sure but yeah but like I feel like it also has to do a lot with like my mom's parents like just always telling me like since like my mom died like like you're asking like you're asking me that doesn't care about you guys like they don't care like they don't want to hear about you guys like they don't care so like me being like with everyone there I was like all right like what's going on I'm pretty sure it was so confusing because you had like all these people telling you like all these different things Mm -hmm. and and showing you court records that like you had no business looking at so I can't even imagine like how confusing that was yeah so how do you feel like okay so now I mean obviously like we talked with Indy Bond's podcast we went through like a legal battle with you guys a few years ago and you were the one that was mostly at risk at the time because you were how old were you when when this happened with when when we had the custody battle do you remember how old were you like six like 14 or 13 eighth grade so like 14 15 yeah do you like you were at risk at the time because mm-hmm. they could have Yvonne was already 16 yeah so they couldn't take her but they could take you and you have to testify in court, you know, and, and so how did, how do you like, what, do you feel like you're still affected by going through all of that? Mm, a little bit, like at times, like, like when I was like testifying, like I felt like, 
I was I honestly like I feel like I couldn't breathe because like I had to like think about like everything that they did and every like all of that and like also like making sure like I didn't like fuck up or like and like miss out like important details like how like they were shitty like shitty like guardians and like caregivers and like how they neglected us and um I just and like also like Yvonne went, went before me when she testified and she came out a mess and I was like oh my god like that's gonna be me when I get out and I remember, like, I tried to, like, go up to her. And I think it was her that was like, no, you can't get near me right now. Because, like, they, we couldn't, like, talk to each other, like, when yeah. she got out. And I was like, oh, my God, okay, okay. And I started crying. And I think it was you or Ali. I was like, don't cry, don't cry. And I was like, okay, I won't cry, I won't cry. <laughs> and then I come out, and I'm literally sobbing. And everyone was like, it's okay, you're okay, it's all over. And I was like, no, Miss Girl, that was not fun. I know. I hate being in court. Like, after that experience i hate being in front of a courtroom like oh yeah it was not fun no it was not fun at all so I how do you like feel... oh go ahead go ahead i think like for me like like what like made it worse though was like having them like sit in front of me and just like like nodding like shaking their heads being like 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 disagreeing with what i was saying like if i was lying and i was just like how are you gonna like sit there and like act like you guys were like like nice people to us like you guys didn't abuse the crap out of us like you guys were shitty ass parents to my mom and shitty ass grandparents to us like don't be sitting there like you guys like deserve to like have us back like you don't like you did nothing like to keep us so you guys treat us like shit like well you had us like those three years like hello are you good up there well I think that people have like their own truth you know mm-hmm. and I think that their truth is completely different than your guys's truth, you know? And I know this because like, I can tell you, like when I was growing up, my parents did this and this and that. And my, and my parents could tell you like, well, when she was growing up, she was fucking crazy. And we had to like do these things, you know? So I think that, that I don't want to invalidate your truth. And I don't want to like speak on their truth because they're obviously not here. And and I've always said, in my opinion of them, is they lost their child. Mm-hmm. They lost their child, you know? And, and I think as a mother, me personally, like, I don't know if I would ever be okay. I really don't. Like, if I was to lose my child, I would go crazy. I, I don't know how I would continue, like, living, you know? So, so I don't, I don't want to really, like, I get, like, I, you have your truth and you and, and Yvonne know what you guys went through with them and know the abuse that you suffered and, and they have their version of it. But when it's brought to a courtroom, so now it's like you have these two different sides of what happened and they're like trying to defend their truth and they're thinking, but these girls are the only thing that we have left that's connected to our daughter. And you guys are thinking these people are trying to take us away from our only parent that we have. You know, so it's like this, it's just such a complicated situation that has gotten like more and more complicated over the years, you know, and, and um, I don't, I mean, I don't think any of us will ever recover, you know, ever. Like, Mm -hmm. I think everyone has been mentally, physically and emotionally affected by this. And um, so I know I can't even imagine that part because when you guys were testifying, we were not allowed to be inside. It was only like right. the lawyers and the judge and like whoever was absolutely necessary, but it was a closed courtroom because whenever a minor is testifying, they don't allow anyone in the courtroom. So we're kind of all just outside waiting for you guys. But I do remember like those moments where you guys like came out and like having like, like you guys kind of like melting into our arms and just like releasing like everything that you went through and you had to just explain to the judge and, and still 
like it was still at the judge's hands whether you were going to stay here or not or you were going to have to go back to Mexico like how do you what do you remember about that part like being afraid that they were going to take they, that they were going to give you guys you know away to them I was just like afraid of like what they would do like if they like were to like get our custody back because like I already like like what they already did to us like when we were kids like I was just like afraid that like the abuse would like get worse like they would like do more stuff and then like mm-hmm. that they would just like completely like keep us like locked and like from like like talking to you guys and like preventing us from like keeping like contact with you guys and like that was just like so terrifying to me because I was like this is my family like like yeah like they're my mom's parents and all that but like I don't really consider them family because if like they wanted to be like a part of my family I feel like they would have like actually like tried and like been like our grandparents that they were supposed to be instead of like treating us like actual garbage <laughs> you gotta let a resentment girl you gotta let that I out. do I do I know <laughs> you need to let it out won't say it's okay no it's not okay <laughs> you need to release all of this I am releasing it right here right now yeah how do you feel like your mental health has been affected by your mom's death and the fact that like let me start over um her her suicide like definitely had like a big impact on me because um before like I could understand like why she did what she did I in a way like I felt like she didn't care about us because like in my mind I was like okay like she just like didn't try hard enough like she didn't love us like she didn't want to like fight and like be with us but then after like I went through like and like having depression and everything and like and being like severely depressed and like just like not having the energy to like keep on going I I kind of like felt bad for her because like she didn't have like she didn't necessarily have like a big support system I would say and like to her like that was like the only way out to like and I guess, like, feel better, and, like, to me, like, after, like, you know, like, having, like, my own attempts and everything, it was just, like, in a way, like, I forgave her, because I never really understood, like, why she did what she did, and, like, what she was going through, but then, like, after going through it and all of that, like, I felt bad for her, because, like, for me like I have you I have Yvonne I have my Diana I have literally everyone that if I ever feel sad or alone I literally reach out and you guys are like they're like helping me out like giving me help on all that so like I feel like her suicide like was in a way like very helpful for like very hurtful for everyone but it also like I feel like it also like made everyone like take mental health like more seriously because like they saw like what could happen like if we really don't have the help that we need yeah and I think we should note that you know she was trying to get help like she was on antidepressants she she really was you know um I, I know she reached out to my mom asking for help and but it just you know like the depression just won and um and I always I don't feel I I feel like it was a moment of hysteria I don't feel like it was like a thought out thing I think it was just like something that was 
super quick. And I don't think she thought that was going to happen. I've always felt that in my heart, you know, and, and everyone has their own feelings towards it. Because in my mind, I saw her be your mom, I saw her be your guys's parent, and she would have never left you. Like, she would have never, ever wanted to not be here right now. So I know that it's really hard to believe how somebody can, can love their children and never want to leave, but yet still do that, you know, and, and it's just, it just speaks to like how important it is to, to try to have a, like a mental balance and try to have help and reach out to people when you need help and, and keep reaching out. Like, it's never a moment where you should feel like I, I'm bugging somebody too much or I have, you know, because everyone struggles with mental health, no matter who it is, everybody struggles with mental health, you know, every single day, like there's moments where I have to like remind myself, like, stop, like, you don't need to think those things like these people, like I literally every single day, you know, because we all have our own traumas that we deal with and, and every single day, like you have to remind yourself. And so I, I listened to something today on a video that said, Anytime that I feel like I'm having a negative thought, I think about the movie Monsters, Inc. And how when they're bringing the doors down, I put all of my negative thoughts through that door, close that door, and they take it away. Because they're not my thoughts. They're not my things that I need to be holding on to. And I want you to know that, that with what you just said about your mom, like, your mom would have never left you. Ever. You know, your mom loved you so much, like... She literally was like the best mom. And, and I, I'm not trying to say this like to, to minimize, you know, my mom at all, because my mom had her own, like she had to be a single mom and had to work her ass off. But when I think about the type of mom that I want to be, I always think about a balance, a mom that works hard at those things. But I also like aspire to be the type of mom that your mom was, where she would sit down and, and read a book to you, you know, and, and she would make sure that, whatever she was cooking was healthy and was good for you guys. And she would take you places and she would make sure that you guys saw new things. You know, I know you don't remember very much, but I have all of those memories of seeing her just being such a good mom to you guys. And, and I know that she would have never left you um, because she didn't love you, you know, and I know it's hard to accept it, but I just want you to know that because it's never like, I don't ever want you to feel like you're first of all, that you're not loved because you have like, 500 million people in your family who are <laughs> always there for you and I think everyone has shown you that time and time we always say that you guys son las niñas de oro because we always have to like <laughs> fight for you guys and and do all this crazy shit for you guys so so I know you've had all your like your own struggles with mental health and and you've had to you know have a lovely visit at the loony bin just like Yvonne but we my favorite three days <laughs> your favorite no shampoo nothing no shampoo (laughs) nothing what was that like we can talk about that briefly what was that like being in the mental hospital it was honestly like Yvonne talked it up like it was like a nice vacation like she had like all of these people there I was the only one there first of all literally the only person there and I was like oh I'm lonely now and then like it wasn't that bad like I feel like it did help a lot because like I was it was like always quiet like nobody like really bugged me and like I was able to just like let myself feel everything that I was feeling like like here in my house like if my dad says you're crying he's like why are you crying like you shouldn't be crying about this I'm like okay and then if I cry in my room I share a room so I can't just like be freely crying because I was like what's going on did you get yelled at what's going on I'm like 
I can't even cry in my own freaking room. So like, and like, I was like, I had so much like pent up like, like feelings like for months and just like being able to like let everything out. And like, I didn't care who saw me, like how many freaking vocals I had like coming down my freaking nose. (laughs) Like I didn't care about anything. I was just letting it all out. And then I remember like, I think I cried for like maybe like two hours and then I stopped. And then like one of the nurses, like this is like the sweetest old man. He comes up to me. He's like, here you go. So we have some tissues. And I was like, okay, thank you. And he was like, also, we have Netflix, but you're underage. So it has to be the kids section. So like, what do you want to watch? He's like, you want to watch store or something? I was like, yeah, nice. And I was like, okay. I was like, keep on going with the jokes, I guess. And every single day, like we, he was like, okay, like, what do you want to watch? Like, let's watch some like Papa Trill. Like, he would just like name little kid shows and he was like I don't know like I feel like you're like my little kid and like he was like the sweetest old man ever so you feel like you didn't like that gave you like the outlet to let it all out Mm -hmm. basically yeah well you need to be able to do that you know I noticed that about myself too because I mean I'm a crybaby we all know this at this point but no (laughs) but I noticed that like years ago years ago um when one of my old my friends who we stopped being friends for a while but when that friendship ended I was like so hard like holding on to not crying because I was like on a trip or something like that and then when I came home and I just like everyone was asleep I just sat at my desk and I cried and cried and cried and cried like all freaking mocos and everything like cried my eyes were red and then I felt so much better after mm-hmm. and I feel like if you're ever in a like like when you ever feel like you're always on the verge of tears, you just need to cry it out. Like sometimes I just need to get it out and then I feel so much better after. And, but you need to be able to have a place where you can do that. So mm-hmm. we got to figure something out for you because like you cannot not cry. Like at least cry in the shower. Well, I go to the restroom now. <laughs> <laughs> I literally listen to the bathroom like, until maybe like an hour and I'm just like my daily cry at the restroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the only like place where I have privacy the restroom that's it oh my gosh that's funny okay you know, well, Vaughn also she lets me come into her room like if I feel overwhelmed she's like she's like just stay here like just like just like feel whatever you want like I won't look at you and it just like like, like she okay but first of all don't say uh because she lets me freaking stay on the floor not even the bed she's like oh my bring, god like, one of your pillows and blankets so I have to lay on the floor first of all <laughs> that's the place that I have to stay right and if, like, she sees me, like, being a quiet, she'll just, like, take a little peek and just, like, okay. And then, like, like if I'm there for, like, a long time, like, and, like, I'm okay now, she's, like, are you feeling okay now? I'm, like, yeah. She's, like, all right, you can leave now. I'm, like, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you out? Yeah. <laughs> but I love up. her, though. I love her, though, because, like, she tries. Like, she just, like, gets annoyed. Like, she likes her. Like, she likes being alone at times. So I will admit to that. Like, so I do, yeah. like, so, like, I do annoy her, like, way too much at times. But like she knows that I know that I that she loves me. Oh, I'm sure she does. So what is there anything else that you want to share with anyone that somebody that was in a similar situation and that is just starting out, what would you tell them? Like a child that, you know, is going through what you went through. Mm, but like it's not your fault because like for a long time, like I did believe it was like my fault that like but, like, everything happened, like, because of me, like, I did with myself a lot, even though, like, I had nothing to do with it, like, with the situation that was going on, and, like, also, I just felt, like, really alone, like, like, I know that, like, Yvonne was, like, going through, like, her own things, and, like, so was Brandon, so, like, 
I don't blame them. But like, they tried. They tried to like be there, like while also dealing with their own stuff. So like, just like know that like you are loved and like you do have people out there that like care for you and like they may not know how to show it aka Yvonne (laughs) but like they do care for you and like don't give up yeah you know it's funny that you say that because I read something recently that said something like um just because somebody doesn't like show you that they love you the way that you want to be loved like the way that you want to show it doesn't mean that they're not loving you at their fullest capacity you know, everyone has their own, their own way of showing the way that they love you. Everyone has their own capacity of love and, and everyone grew up, you know, with their own version of what love is. So, so just because you don't feel it, you know, they might feel like I'm there. They, it might, it might be like they're all, you know? So, so I'm glad that you brought that up because it's so important to like, be able to meet people out where, where they're at in their journey and and to be able to be understanding of that and understand that not everybody shows love the same way mm-hmm. and um I'm so glad that you brought, came on the podcast because I feel like your story like first of all I learned so much about your perspective on the situation that I had no idea you felt that way so I feel like now that we had this conversation I can better try to be there for you in a better way and um and I'm just so glad that you came on because I feel like your story should be heard. And I feel like you should always share your voice and you should never feel like you're silenced because you were the baby and you don't remember. And, you know, like you should always share your thoughts no matter what, you know, even if you're scared of what people are going to say, um, you should never feel like you're silenced in this world. And I want to make sure that you know that, that you are valuable, that you are enough and that you are loved and lovable and that you are deserving of having all of the amazing things in this whole world and you will get them don't cry cry. (laughs) don't cry (laughs) um so yeah i'm so glad that you came on do you have anything else you want to add nope not really (laughs) no more Okay, well, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Vente al Cafecito. And I will see you guys next week. Don't forget to bring your cafecito. Bye. Bye.